0: Good morning and welcome to Wheeling the Pathways of Life, a production of 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and WRRS Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle, with your host, Brian Fitzpatrick, and co-host, Caitlin Fitzgerald. Wheeling the Pathways of Life is a snapshot of the day-to-day experiences of a disabled individual as they navigate the pathways of the world around us. We hope to shed light on, and open your eyes to, new perspectives on the lives of those with disabilities. Most of us have disabilities we must live with, but it is the way we deal with them that defines us. The opinions and beliefs expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions and beliefs of this station. And now, Brian Fitzpatrick. Good morning, folks.
1: This is Brian Fitzpatrick. I'm bringing you another episode of Wheeling the Past Way of Life. Today we have a special guest. In other words, we have to be here today, um, because we have a special guest, Matthew Tucker, one of the uh, um, managing uh, people here at the uh, TV. How you doing, Matt?
0: I am well, Brian. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me on. It's it's a rare pleasure to be able to be on this side of yeah. things. So, uh, thank you.
1: We, I decided uh, a couple of weeks ago before I actually got started that I figured I'd bring you on as an introduction to the new. Um, new platform and new way, way we're going to do things and talk about some of the challenges and some of the ways that you guys can help more than uh, what I was able to do with WRS. That the WRS is any better than this you know better than this facility but uh, and there are villages.
0: There, there are, there are things that each studio can bring a little bit differently than yes. than the other, and that's a good thing about um, both services being in existence. Is that you can do a, yeah. a wide range of things, and that both of us have our strengths. Yes, and I'm it. It's a pleasure that WTBR can be part of Wheeling the Pathways of Life's production journey.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately for you, it's gonna get more complicated as we go, but (laughs) (laughs) um don't know if if Caitlin will agree that it's gonna be a pleasure, but uh, um he How you doing, Caitlin? He's
2: just trying to work me to death. I swear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I'm gonna go gray, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're doing.
1: Um, hey, Mark, could you turn me up a little bit? Can you turn my audio up a little bit? In my uh...
0: Oh. I'm over here to be uh, able to assist. Does that matter? Yes. Uh, <laughs> um.
1: So. Uh, yeah, man. What I was gonna start with today is so people know what I go through on a daily basis at the house. I uh
2: You wanted to do it in honor of Disability Pride Month, right? I
1: wanted to do it in honor of Disability Pride Month. But I put together a PowerPoint of so many equipment and reasons why. Use equipment.
2: Yeah, and some of like, the common questions you get asked, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, let me pull that up for you. Oh,
0: oh it went to sleep. It's a good it, it's one. <laughs> for those of you listening on radio who aren't familiar with what's going on, um, the television side is being naughty. So it's convenient that the tech guy gets to be the guest because now he can give the equipment a boot. So I'm going to let your fantastic host and co-host talk while I fix and figure out what just happened for the for the TV audience.
2: Okay So Brian, this is' an updated. Presentation for you, right? You yeah. had another one, but you know we had to, we also had some technical difficulties at your house with the computer, <laughs> and um, it deleted your original one, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes, it did.
2: All right, we're back. We're back. Okay. Sorry, folks. Can you can you see which slide we're on All right, yeah. Brian? Yes. All right, I good,
1: perfect. Um, this one uh go ahead and read that one if you want
2: how i educate people on my disability a presentation by brian fitzpatrick on life with cerebral palsy
1: okay all right that's self-explanatory
2: Alright, Brian, you ready to go? Yes. Okay. So, what is cerebral palsy?
1: Um, cerebral palsy is commonly commonly mistaken for a disease. And it is not a disease, it's a condition. This is commonly, um, it affects the motor sensory, sensory, sensory um, portion of the brain.
2: Now, which part of the brain is it that it affects? Um, Just because I have these labeled parts up here.
1: The cerebrum.
2: The cerebellum?
1: The cerebellum, yeah. Okay. The cerebellum.
2: All right. So, it says here that it usually caused by a lack of oxygen, and it's most common at birth? Yes. So, like, during the birthing process? During the birthing process. Okay.
1: Um, the way I like to describe it Mm -hmm. is the brain is like the telephone company. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the information comes from the brain, and usually goes out for the telephone lines and um, does that kind of thing. But in the case of the TP, it may go out the telephone, it may go out to the lines, but it doesn't get all the way to the proper lines that it needs to go to. Okay. So that's an easy way to describe it. So that people understand it,
2: and there are there are different like cases, you know, like d- like different
1: severities of the
2: yeah. Um, so you've got like speech only, one side of the body, yeah, and then all all four limbs. Was no. it?
1: It's it's There's... Uh, in the most severe quadruped. Quadripleture, mm-hmm. which is all four. Yeah. Um, quadrants. All four limbs. Um, so, man, the reason why I brought that up is um, I know you were concerned about the challenges of me coming over from. The V T B R because you, you were afraid that I wasn't going to be set up enough here to be able to do what I needed to do. Um, what I find is more interesting is the more you try to set up, the more you, um, the more I can adjust do what I need with to us, too. So I think it's worked out pretty well that we've come in the way we did and we're setting up uh, the way we are.
2: Mhm. You okay. ready for the next slide, Brian? Yeah. All right. So you said that, like, a lot of people mistake cerebral palsy as, like, being very similar to muscular dystrophy, right? Or yeah. that, like, they're one and the same?
1: Yeah. Um... CB is not a uh, necessarily a terminal um, terminal illness um, but there is some uh, similarity within the uh, uh, atrophy of muscle atrophy of muscles and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. it is not commonly considered a fatal um, condition.
2: And you said that CP doesn't usually get worse over time.
1: It doesn't get worse over time, but your atrophy sometimes can get uh, more noticeable. Well,
2: yeah, because atrophy is like a progressive thing. Yep. Okay.
1: But it usually does not affect the lungs or the heart or anything like that. Huh.
2: All right. Do you sleep in a bed? <laughs> Is one of your most common questions,
0: yes. right? Yes. Oh, I'm not sure. Matt, I actually... Believe it or not, I actually get that question. I <coughs> I'm getting a... I'm appreciating the the education that I'm getting here today, because uh, my youngest daughter uh, has a condition that has also caused her to have a, a CP diagnosis. Um, so she is, she's still very little, uh, so we don't know what the full range of her motor and Uh, verbal capabilities will be over the course of her development Um, so you learning the things that you're sharing are helpful and I, I smile and laugh a little bit here in the corner because I'm I'm beginning to learn from watching my daughter experience her life that people don't realize that there's the the differences between things. Yes. So it it's this is good. I I'm enjoying this. I
3: <laughs> Man.
0: I wanna talk less so you can talk more about it.
1: Matt, I will um uh, and if there's anything you need any uh any assistance in finding out information and stuff feel free to Ask me about it because who better than somebody that's been through it? That's true. And I know, I know my way around UCP every
0: This I know.
1: Yeah. Yes. Between um, the two facilities, I've been with UCP for uh, forty years. Goodness. And I've known Sean for 30, so. (laughs) I have a little more experience with the technical side with with you guys. That's true. Than I I do with WRS. But, uh, (laughs) um, Caitlin was a little bit surprised with my persistence. I won't. No, no. Well, not persistent, but a little surprised at my boldness when I first came in and was doing my first statement.
2: I'm just surprised with your boldness in general. You just really don't hold back sometimes, right? <laughs> I was,
1: I was ready to come in and just do it, but she was like, "We gotta wait because it's our first time coming in and stuff." It's like.
2: Eh. Someone has to be the voice of reason in this dynamic, okay? <laughs> we can't all just jump in. Well. Somebody's got to scope it out.
1: Well, and then we're going to be... I'm going to be in your dust, and because... Oh you're going to be in my dust, because...
2: I'll try to keep up, I promise, okay? <laughs> 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 all right, so... The, the bed question is one of your most common yeah. questions, right? People don't... Do I
1: sleep on the bed?
2: Yeah. People yeah. don't know if you do or not, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: I do. I'd say that's a pretty good of a bed.
2: Yeah, it's the hospital bed. It's got those side rails yeah. on it, and that's that's to prevent you from falling or... Yeah. Anything like that. Yes. Because you can't catch yourself, right? If I do... Yeah.
1: It would be more of an injury than if I just let myself fall. Mm-hmm. And more potential to hurt myself than just less damage. Believe it or not, there would be less damage if I f- fell on the floor than trying to catch me if I uh, was able to go down. Yeah. So.
2: so this is just, you know, it has that added protection for you. Yeah. Alright, do you live in your chair?
1: No, I don't. This is my wheelchair that I'm currently in. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I've had it for 14 years, this particular chair. My last chair was actually 20 years old. So I'm right in the middle of, right in the middle of the, uh, the life expectancy. The actual insurance life expectancy is about five to seven years. I take it a little beyond that.
2: I'd say it's a little more
1: than
3: a
2: little <laughs> beyond that, Brian. That's like double the time. You're hey. playing a dangerous game over here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It
1: helps when you got family that can pick you. Okay, that's fair. Mm. Alright. Mm.
2: Alright.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's go to. What floods?
2: How do you get out of your chair? <coughs> this. this thing. This is a
1: Hoyer lift.
2: <laughs> the Hoyer lift terrifies me.
1: Yeah.
2: But. We did it the other day without incident, and yeah. we were very we were very happy about that. That was yeah.
1: great. Yeah, Um, and I know King um, and Cain did it without any hands on, think uh, I mean, she was showing how to do it, but she didn't I know had it. never actually done, done it myself. It. Yeah.
2: Which was great, though, because you were able to walk me through it in detail. Yeah. And we just took it slow, and everything went well.
1: Matt, um, uh, one thing I would say to you is you can have the best training and the best ways about to deal with it. But you gotta find your own ways to deal with things because doctors can tell you, "Oh, do it this way, do it that way," but there's so many things that are not practical to do. So,
0: And, and I've, from personal experience, have learned even with just the small amount of time, um, is that, um, you know, there's sort of a and, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but there there is a, it, it's more of a range of things that commonly cluster together with CP as far yeah. as um, symptoms are concerned. So you can have someone who has a CP diagnosis who presents as a very, you know, someone seeing them walking down the street might not notice anything. They might have a little bit of a stumble. Um, or they could be someone like you who needs a chair to supplement your movement in order to be able to do yeah. life like you do. Uh, so there, it's very, I agree it's important to have that. Element of self-advocacy that you do, but some flexibility and knowledge that whoever is experiencing this, you've got to tailor their needs to tailor their accommodations to what they actually need instead of checking boxes.
1: One thing that I would say is the worst people to work with in the medical field are physical therapists. Because no. actually what I, what I mean by that is what I mean by that is for is getting exact positioning and exact uh exact um exact positioning and exact X they look for good physiological positioning and they look for good x-rays and stuff like that. And sometimes that's not practical for the patient to uh, um, always be in that position or be as productive if all you're doing is creating good x-rays and stuff like that. So it's not always a cut and dry, okay, this is the way we want this person to look in an x-ray. Is this something that they can function with? It's the question that you can... It's the question you should be asking. Mm. I mean, it shouldn't be a question of... Okay, are we creating good x-rays or are we making a person as function, functional as we can? Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
0: the science and the theory versus the the practical and the, yeah. the applied.
2: Yeah
1: so I didn't mean there was no good (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: right, are you ready to move on to the next slide yes okay I think this is these are like the last couple of slides yeah how do you function when you're alone
1: um
2: and first up we have all of these lovely little devices that we have throughout your house and we don't have it on you today but your phone as well so we took it off. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't notice until we no, got here.
1: No, no. I, uh, I took it off intentionally this so it didn't
2: bother,
1: bother me when I
2: was uh, Oh, yeah, because sometimes your Google assistant does just pick up your voice while you're talking, right? Really. <laughs>
1: yes. So,
2: yeah, you have, you have a lot of, like, Google devices that recognize your voice and you can give them commands, yeah. right? So that you don't ne- always need someone like me.
1: And as you could tell, when we first started, the um, technology doesn't always work the way we want it to, but, but for the most part, it uh, works well.
2: Yeah, and it's given you the ability to make phone calls and like send text messages off and search for things that you that you want or you need when, you know, even when you're alone. And it also gives you that, like, independent, that extra independence where you don't always need a staff in the house 24 hours a day. You have some alone time as well.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if we should do this now or wait till the next break, wait till after the first break. But what I was going to get into... It's the reason why for the evacuation.
2: Yeah. Why don't we Why don't we get into that after the first break? We still got a couple slides left, okay. and I think that would work a little bit better. All right.
1: Let's go to the first break, and then we'll come oh, back. wait,
2: we're not done.
1: Okay. Hello. Sorry, guys.
2: <laughs> You're lo- all over the place, Brian. Yeah,
1: I'm losing.
2: You are losing it? Yeah. All right. So next, we got that you have the remote for your wheelchair. Yeah. Um. And you're able to use this on your own.
1: People ask me, "How do I move the chair? And is it fun?" There's occasions where it is fun, but uh, especially when you get the chair the way you to go where you wanted to go, that can be a little difficult sometimes because my depth perception is off from sitting in the chair, and sometimes. Judging where I am in a um, difficult situation, maybe a little difficult once in a while, but has mm-hmm. evidence to my holes in my walls. But um
2: You're still able to get around yeah. without assistance. Yes. Yeah. If you want to.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And then we got that cup of yours. I think in the shots you can kind of see the straw. Yes. But.
1: Um, as a matter of fact, they moved the straw. Yeah, you
2: recently moved the cup so it was easier for you to reach the straw so you didn't have to have someone adjusting it for you all the time.
1: And then didn't have the bang in the wall to move the straw. Yep. <coughs> okay, but
2: I mean, kudos to you for the creativity for getting and it to where you needed it. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know? <laughs> he found a way. yeah And then this is one of your other most common questions. How do you like get underneath tables and such to use things like your computer or your tablet?
1: Mostly I use hospital tables. We've had to adjust the bottom of the hospital table where I've had to swing the uh, wheels of the way on uh, on the base of the hospital table. And I've had to weight it down on one end because I've had to move the base to one side so I could fit uh, my chair under there, but...
2: Uh, yeah, so it's slightly modified. Yeah. But it works for you. Yep.
1: It's a little heavier for people to move, but...
2: Uh, it's not so bad. I mean, if I can move it, I'm pretty sure it's fine. <laughs> that's it, that brings us to the end.
1: And these are the, um, this is the, I hope this, uh, the people in actually getting a taste of what, uh, my life is like on a daily basis.
2: But, you know, it all shows that you're still able to function. You you have your independence. It might look a little bit different, but you still have it.
1: And it kind of answers the question all the time that I get. What do you do during the day? You sit home and do nothing? That's uh, proof of me calling you every time I <laughs>
0: I was about to say, no, he calls me. Yeah. <laughs> or I me.
2: Mean, <laughs> now that he's got that, that little google assistant he, he can get a hold of anyone he wants <laughs> he's a menace I hope I don't bother you too much no I'm no you joking. don't Okay.
0: Yeah, joking uh, all in good fun
2: yes
1: exactly
0: yes I mean it, uh, if it does ever get
1: done the once in a while just tell me to be quiet don't you worry about it Brian <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, and when we come back from break, I'll get into production and get Matt more involved in the discussion as to where we think, um, Willing the Pathways of Life can go and where, where it has been. And get into a little bit of my production experience with Pittsfield Community Television as a whole.
0: You're listening to Wheeling the Pathways of Life on WTBR FM, Pittsfield Community Radio and W.R.R.S. Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle. On behalf of UCP of Western Massachusetts, Wheeling the Pathways of Life would like to thank the following organizations for their continued support of UCP. Scaraphony Realty, Greylock Federal Credit Union, Crane Paper Foundation and the Stationery Factory in Dalton, Massachusetts.
1: 15, 15. hi. Um, we were just talking on the break, and you said we, you started doing production with me for TV in 2015.
0: So, um, let's see. So, I've been a staff person at Pittsfield Community Television since 2007, and I did my first UCP telethon in 2008, So, um, we've been, uh, I first became familiar with your piece in the telethons and doing UCP stuff then. Um, I, I was involved with the telethon in sort of a, a sideways way in the (laughs) late nineties, because, uh, as a student, uh, and I always uh, sort of a backstory joke, I like to say that the folks at Monument Mountain Television uh, at the high school in Great Barrington ruined my life
3: because <laughs> oh, no. be,
0: be, because when they were first starting, one of their correspondents went to my elementary school and it first occurred to me then that I could do production of some kind television production and um, as early as high school and learn how to do the stuff we do here. And from that moment on, all hope was lost, I was a community television guy. That's <laughs> just yeah, how it went.
1: I must say, he do does, he does some pretty good boys over too. Well, thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's- uh, this is another one of those instances that's weird because <laughs> not only am I not often on this side of the radio, but I'm—it's not often that yeah. I'm on a show with a voiceover that's mine. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kevin didn't want to do the voiceover. So. I
2: did not. <laughs> I'm one of those people where if you put something in front of me, I will stumble over every single word. Like, I, I, I will forget how to read all of a sudden. It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> I,
0: I'll i say that doing any of the voiceover stuff that we do, some of it is fortunate, and you get through it in a single take. Yeah. Um, and some of it is um, like... The video and the audio that runs around YouTube every once in a while, where you've got someone saying impolite words every couple of seconds because <laughs> they just can't get through a section.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just have like I have flashbacks of like being in elementary school and middle school where they did like popcorn for reading, <laughs> and you're, you're always like you you always read it over. You're like I'm prepared if I get called on next, and then they call on you next, and you're just completely nope. unprepared. It just all I... goes out the window.
1: I'll take you back a little further, Matt. We started doing telephones way back in the day when Pittsburgh Community, what used to be uh, the version of Pittsburgh Community Television at the time, was on Channel 2 of Pittsburgh Community Television. And one of our, one of our very famous show was the Popcorn Show with um, Bob Burke. Yep. At the time, and uh, he used to do our fishbowl every year, when uh, every year when uh, he, he was uh, doing those back then, and so that's. That's quite a way back.
0: I should say, Bob Burke is a a name that you hear in reference to Pittsfield and Berkshire County media, but he's not a name you hear all that often nowadays because, it, goodness, you know, early, early on, you know, Warner Channel 2.
1: Yeah. Um, now we've gone through some major... Major technical... We used to go through some major technical difficulties at the telethon and...
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're well, lucky we got through them. <laughs> I remember one time, this was way back in the beginning when we were doing telethons. This is way back in the primitive days, but... Somebody went to my father and said, how are we going to get the signal from the, uh, from the, uh, antenna up at, uh, Greylock, Mount Greylock, into the ballroom? He says, do you got a TV? He says, is there a TV around you somewhere? He took the audio from the uh, the video input and video output and reversed it back, in, <laughs> back into the uh, phone forum so we could have the uh, uh television that, that year because
3: there was no other way
1: to do it. There was no other way to do it, so we've come through some major challenges.
0: Well and, and it's funny you think that now that we've got all of this modern technology that those sort of analog, everything's going wrong solutions, we would have gotten away from those. But no, they're just new, different, and digital
3: mm. <laughs>
1: problems.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like I called, and called you yesterday and said, did you put it show up last week because my computer didn't show that the show was uh, put up on podcast,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but your computer did. Like, hmm, don't know what's going on here.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, um, Matt, I should ask you, what was your first thought when you heard that I wanted to do a show like this?
0: That's a very good question. So I, there were two parts of my brain that started. Um, part number one was just excited because, um, for anyone who doesn't know what, um, WTBR is about, um, WTBR FM is a community radio station. So while it doesn't sort of follow the the level of flexibility of our television side of production, um, because it's an FCC licensed radio broadcast station and there are rules we have to follow, uh, the hope is that WTBR will give an opportunity for people in the community to be able to. It's the. It's a way for the community to talk to itself, and we want to make sure that as many aspects of that community as possible realize that this is a place they can come to have a radio show. They can learn how to do the the stuff that you're doing and all of the other shows we have on WTBR are doing, and that we want to hear their voice, and we want to to have people experience um, whatever they want to share with the community. So when I heard you wanted to do this, I was thrilled because it means that um, there's another voice speaking back to the community, teaching the community about itself and helping the community realize that um, there's so many of us with uh, challenges, various challenges that we have to go through, some of them physical, some of them mental, some of them more dramatic than others. And this is awesome. We get to have someone who can talk about that. And then because I'm a TV, radio, technical person, I went, okay, so... This is awesome that Brian wants to come in. Now I have to start thinking, does Brian need any specific accommodations in order to pull this off correctly? Because one of the things that was super important, particularly when we were designing the WTBR studio, was to make sure that it was accessible to everybody, uh, no matter what walk of life they come from. So, the space is, it's larger than most radio studios that you see, because one of the things we were thinking about was...
1: ADA requirements.
0: Yep. Well, and not only that, but making sure that there was access for people to be able to yeah. come in and do what they do. Um, so, thinking, okay, I know the physical space is adequate, but... You know, is Brian going to have a Caitlyn, or is he going to want to run the board on his own? If he wants to run the board on his own, are we going to need switches? Are we going to need some computer support in order for our analog classic WTBR board to allow him to control everything? Um, Fortunately, Brian has a Caitlyn. But... But but we were prepared if that was, if you said, I want to I want to run my show to talk to the folks at UCP and WRRS and say, okay, you know what Brian needs for accommodations better than we do. Let's work together and make it so he can do this.
1: I am the fortunate part. Yeah, the one of the major things for TV and radio, so I can communicate to you what I need. So if I say, this isn't working or this isn't going the way I'm expecting it to go, at least I can tell you, mm-hmm. okay, this is not uh, working well. And you have no problem doing that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, Mag, you can go ahead and share some of our phone call.
0: Last week. Um. Oh goodness. Which I, one? I, I was about to say. <laughs> I, I'm so. Putting, putting some of the switches
2: where people oh. get and stuff like no, that. No, that wasn't a big deal. <laughs> no, that was just me being silly because it was the first time and I didn't know where it was. And I had seen it over here. And then I thought that it was in front of you. But it also, it had gone to sleep. Right. So the buttons weren't labeled. So I was like, "Is that it, or am I mistaken? I don't know."
0: <laughs> yeah, and, but, and
2: I got Brian giggling at me, and I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> the, I
0: was happening." It, and I'll say that um, one of the the things that comes up when people are learning how to do anything, whether they're on the TV side and the radio side, and I also want to point out how appreciative I am that you've decided to use the ability of WTBR to be a simulcast space. So your show is on um, WTBR broadcasting on Wednesdays, but at the same time, it's also on Access Pittsfield Channel 1301. So people can see, I'm waving at the camera for those yeah. who <laughs> are uh listening over radio, <clears throat> you're you're using both technologies, which is one of the things that we're really excited about. We wanted to make sure was an element here. But no matter what sh- type of show you're doing, there's... No matter how hard we try to make sure that everybody has um, all of the elements they need part of it, a key part of doing any sort of production is... Practice, experience, muscle memory—you've got to do it. And <laughs> <It's>
2: <laughs> last week, every week, you know, <laughs> the,
0: the the technical uh, <laughs> fun um, was just related to that learning curve, and <laughs> we we try, um, yeah. and sometimes things don't go entirely according to plan yeah and I
2: came in on Wednesday and Brian was like you messed up and I was like what are you talking about what did I do and he was like we saw your face I was like oh no <laughs> uh, but it was fine you know yeah. it's, it, there's, I get better every um,
1: week Um, but there is an element where there is a fun aspect of this that I like to this is not you have every day. Production on TV, where you see, where you don't see the mess ups. You don't get to have fun with it. Here, if you mess up, oh well. It's it's just part of the production of uh, well,
3: the public. I make public. it out like I
1: mess up all the time. <laughs> no, no, I mean. I don't understand what I mean. It's like a yeah. protection. Uh, it's the difference between professional and um, public access.
0: Well, and, and I think sort of...
1: T- as, as much as we want to make it as professional as we can.
0: Exactly. There's
1: an element of, okay, you know.
0: Well, I, I think the, the thing that's nice... That and I'm I'm putting my own thought into what you're saying here is that there is a there is a mixture of authenticity mixed with accessibility in that anybody can come and do a production and that we want to be able to teach you how to do as professional production as possible. But number one, we all know that this is not your day job. So there's going to be uh, things that, you know, it, if you have any hobby, anything you're an amateur at because you're still learning it or it's not the thing that you do all the time, there's a natural element of... um human error that slips in and it becomes part of the art of what you're doing and that is an aspect of community media that because all of the people who come in and do stuff with us are in some way amateurs in the work of production Um, part of the art is learning to roll with the human tendency to not get everything quite perfect and yeah. and that it's okay now it, it takes uh, a long time to understand the equipment as well as uh, a broadcast professional does uh, and even if you're watching cable people doing stuff every day news people who do stuff every day you're gonna catch mistakes. Yeah. It's going to happen. I feel like
2: there's like a, a, an added level of endearment with that as well, especially for people that like you know continuously watch something. Like when you watch someone like go through that process, it's endearing. As like you know, they continue to grow and learn.
0: Exactly.
1: What is the things that, um, and may you can tell my secrets. One of the things that I said was. And this was a matter of um, trust with my um, goals and my technical engineer. Is you said to me, This is not a telephone. This is not going to go the way a telephone used to go, where if we screw up, you know. there's not going to be any screw-ups there's, you know everything's going to be hidden and you know we can't we're, we're going to have to roll with things that we don't usually roll with is what you said and it's a, it's a major trust switch for me um but to the element to it too. I can see her and see what she's doing so that I can...
2: You can keep an eye on me.
0: (laughs) Well, and the... Sort of to to provide a little more insight to that conversation is that um, because of the nature of the program, um, the UCP telethon that we would do was very structured, very scripted. Uh, There were... This part of the show needs to happen at this time, and this person needs to say A, B, and C items during that period of time because we need the community to hear those things during that slot, uh, yeah. and, and then we need to be done with that in four and a half minutes <laughs> so, be, so that we have room <clears throat> for the musical performance that's going to go in here. And so there was a lot of structure.
2: And it's going to go for 15 minutes, so... Exactly. (laughs) This is a lot more organic.
0: Whereas a radio show like this, you can do a certain amount of planning ahead, and you can absolutely do a show that is formed and scripted. But particularly a talk show like this, where you don't necessarily know what I'm going to say... I don't necessarily, I've got some, I, we've discussed what we're yeah. going to talk about, <laughs> but I don't necessarily know what exactly you're going to ask me. Yeah.
2: Brian loves surprises.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there is a, an element of.
1: As reference to me calling man say, we got changes, changes in production. You know, I'm always calling him safe. <laughs> Can we do this? Can we do that? It's like, yeah, but we can. Or that's gonna have to wait a while because we we don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gotta <laughs> talk about this a little more because we can't, can't over- We may not be able to do it right away, but we sh- should be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's-
0: well, and and I will. I will admit revealing a couple of our secrets. All of the folks here at uh, Pittsfield Community Television were radio aficionados and were fond of radio but were all people who knew and learned TV and we had to crash course radio really quickly in order to be able to save WTBR from the demolition of the old iconic so there has been there's been some learning curve stuff involved Mm -hmm. and so part of the challenge is sometimes and this isn't just for your show Brian sometimes it's any number of our shows we'll have someone come and say hey I'd like to do this Um, and there are a couple different answers yes absolutely we can do that uh, yes, we can do that, uh, but it's going to take some work, training, and practice, so you might want to wait a little bit before we add it. Um, we can't do that yet, but we're working on it. Or, oh goodness, that's not something that, that we do right now. Yeah. Can, can we not talk about it because it's stressing me out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, we we have very few things in that last category, yeah. I'm proud to say, but yeah. <laughs> it yeah. does they come do, up.
2: They do come up every once in a while. In have a couple minutes. I'm uh, going to cut to a quick yeah. break and then yeah. you can yeah, yeah. I know you have some final questions you'd like to ask and we can we can do that, all right? All right.
0: You're listening to Wheeling the Pathways of Life on WTBRFM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and WRRS Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle. Support for WTBR comes from Sandrini Enterprises, providing awnings and canopies in Western Massachusetts. Retractable awnings, retractable screens, gutter and gutter protection systems, commercial awnings, and screen rooms. Customized solutions available online at sandrini.com. UCP of Western
3: Massachusetts is hiring. If you'd like to help people with different abilities lead independent lives,
0: apply at ucpwma.org jobs. We need direct and living caregivers. Join the agency who's reimagining independence.
1: How we back folks and um couple of the questions that I like to ask just to get a feel for and uh, kind of put my in the spot here, but, uh, He loves doing that. Yeah Um the one question that I get all the time is How do you evacuate a building? Okay, and the the answer is I can in some cases and I can't others. Man, what would you do if you were walking down a hallway and there was a round door knob by the door and you couldn't open the door? So, how would you get out of a building?
0: So, making sure I understand the question. um, In a situation where you had to leave a building quickly. Yeah. And you had to get out of a door and...
1: It was a round doorknob.
0: So, there's a a hypothetical of there's a round doorknob. How do I open it if I couldn't turn the doorknob? Yeah. Um, there's a couple different yeah. things that I would probably consider. It would depend on whether or not I had anyone with me.
1: Okay. It would
0: depend on uh, if I knew that was something that I had trouble with. So I had an accommodation with me to help me with that.
1: And you only have a split second because it's Fire coming through the door. How would you do it?
2: you just adding a bunch of extra stuff on. I you. know, right? He's, He's making it, it at really at hard. Like, Come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll be honest that this is not something that I've thought of that much. So I'm I don't I don't know if I I know how to to answer.
2: No, this is this is a common question that Brian okay, poses to people. if really? like the evacuation plan? <laughs> the,
1: yeah. is, the the real answer is, if the building was smart, which is, this is the one that I did in the Pittsburgh school system. Yes, they had a major problem with people trying to carry people out of the building. And I'm saying, why are you doing this? I said, where does the fire department go when they come into a building? And the answer is to the stairwell. So half the wheelchairs needed the stairwell to okay. be carried out by the budget instead of having staff, carry the
0: people
2: out. And also you said that the stairwells usually have um, the fire doors, right?
0: Okay.
1: So it's more of a case of use common sense if you, whatever that is. Yeah, right. (laughs) But, uh, um, and the other, the other, the other common question is, like I said, the common, the common questions and the ones that I dealt with on the PowerPoint was, like, do I sleep on the bed? It's like, how comfortable would it be to sit in a chair all day and sleep?
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's it true.
1: Not, uh, not very practical. Um, But one final thing is also... Pittsburgh Community Television and has a lot more reach um, and it can go national if we need it to go national as far as um, getting a hold of tapes and singing, singing on Roku and bringing in people from outside of Pittsburgh
0: it's it's true that not only does so like like a lot of things in this world now um wtbr and pctv have reach beyond just our cable and broadcast range Yeah. um so as far as content going out um all of the WTBR programs have podcasts that are available on wtbrfm.com um, including this very show um, and Do all of together so quickly. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then the all of the programs that are produced here at Pittsfield Community Television can be found on our the station's website pittsfieldtv.org um, as far as like in things coming in, um, we will occasionally do programs that are produced outside of our area, but far more common is guests. Uh, and I would I would say that one of the unexpected, boons silver linings that came from the awful rain cloud that was uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has been this realization that people are able to use video conferencing software yes uh, because everyone had to do it to stay connected
3: yep yeah.
0: and this realization of hey I could be on your television show no matter where I am. So we've had the ability, I think, don't quote me on this. I'm trying to remember now. I think the the greatest distance for a guest that we have had um, was actually middle of last year, uh, last summer, I think, actually. Um <clears throat> Bill Sturgeon, who hosts WTBR's Morning Drive, had a guest from South Africa who was live during his show. Wow. So we've got the ability to have guests from ever, wherever, rather. Um, mm. All they need to know is how to use Zoom or Skype and... <laughs> They, they can be on TV or, or the radio here in, in Pittsfield and in Berkshire County.
2: Real quick. You're, you're feeding his ambition. I really am going
0: to go gray. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay.
1: Real quick, what was, um, what was our first uh, meeting like before I got approved to go on and uh, do the review? So... Didn't I,
0: didn't I have trouble... Getting on. <laughs> so there was to explain uh, because of their the process here at WTBR in order to make sure that A, as many programs as possible can get on the air. But on the other side of that coin, we make sure that the... Um, the license that allows us to broadcast is protected. We have a programming committee, so people yeah. will explain what they want to do for a show. The programming committee will take a look at that proposal. Uh, we'll interview the person who is involved, who's the pr- producing the show. Ask them some questions and get all the pieces together, and then they'll make the decision about whether or not the show can move forward, or if there's anything that the producer needs to do to make the show airable. And... You and I played a lot of email and telephone tag early on from when you first sent the proposal in to be able to make it all work. Yes, (laughs) Yes,
2: we we did miss that first email. (laughs) What I mean is,
1: I was having a little technical difficulty staying on the The Zoom
2: call? Google
1: Meet call. because, Because I wasn't familiar with the way. Google Meet, worked. so I can myself off.
0: And- well, and I'll I'll tell you, you are in good company yeah. because a lot of our programming committee chose to use Google Meet simply because it allowed us to have as many producers as we needed to speak to once a month. Uh, without having to pay anything extra or deal with the headache of different yeah. software issues, but every different software is a, just different enough to be annoying. <laughs>
2: no, there are like major differences. It's just like it's just, it's just enough. It's just, just enough, enough to enough be to frustrating.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: this
1: has been a great show and. Thank you for thanking you. Thank you for letting me uh, pull the airways <laughs> on WTBR and hopefully we can uh, work together for a long time.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me and and thank you for giving me the opportunity to not only chat with you but to sort of remind everybody that that this show that you're doing now is part of what WTBR does. We want as many members of the community to who are interested to come out and propose a show and, and be on the air. And
1: despite what Kaelin may... Whether Kaelin uh, knows you or not, there may be some very... Famous people coming on pretty soon. You're oh, no. <laughs>
3: gonna
2: kill me. I'm not gonna go gray. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop one of
1: these days. One of the one of the guests that I am working on is um the, uh, Roberta over at City Hall. Bring her in to discuss some of the. Activities that go on, on a daily basis over there. That's great. And possibly um, bring in some news media people from as far out as, uh,
2: as he can possibly reach. New
1: York, <laughs> New York City.
0: That'd be great. <laughs> yep, that
1: Such as um, possibly uh, looking into Chris Cuomo. I'm um, just getting in line.
2: you we got to make some phone calls first. Yeah, but we got <laughs> to do extensive emailing. Some, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Some
1: of the, uh, these are some of my, uh, wishes and some of my hopes, but...
2: We're going to do everything we can to make them happen. Let's
1: see if they come together. But, well, look, this has been willing the Pathway to Life with Matthew Tucker. Um, this is Brian Fitzpatrick.
2: And Caitlin Fitzgerald. Caitlin Fitzgerald. We thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for joining us. And hope you have a good, good morning. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us for Wheeling the Pathways of Life, a production of 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and 104.3 WRRS Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle, with your host, Brian Fitzpatrick, and co-host, Caitlin Fitzgerald. May you and yours have a beautiful day, and we'll see you again next week.
3: Since you found each other I've been so
2: confused Cause I believe there's one soul on this earth that was meant for mine I
3: was sent here to find what if it's you